In order to rise from its own ashes, a phoenix first must burn. We're back, are we? That's it. Is that, that was it? My, <laughs> that, that was my quote. You've been talking for the last ten minutes about this yeah. amazing intro you got, and it was three lines. It, not just the last three hours. You've had nearly three months to organise that, huh? About a phoenix. We don't even have any in Australia. Well, I don't think anyone's got any phoenix. They're, who, a, myth, they're a mythical. Who were you quoting there? Who was that? Uh, I don't know. But oh, I just not even know who he's quoting. Hummer. We're quoting Hummer. Uh, in order to rise from its first, from its own no, ashes, a phoenix first must burn. We are back, gentlemen. Jeez, it's been a tough couple of months, but we good are back. You. It is so good to see you. Of course, social distancing you can see in the studio. Brown, you're at four metres away from us. I have. I've loved being at home, though. I've, yeah. I genuinely like being at home. I don't come into the office as much, but mm. I think it shows business moving forward that mm. there's going to be a lot of people working from home, and I'm happy to work from home, mate, <laughs> because you can do some things like grow a nasty mo. Do you like it? I do. Look at it. I right. do. Does Jen like it? No, she hates it. Yeah. She and my daughter hates it, but uh, I'm keeping it hum, yeah. Brownie, until the AFL starts. That's good. When did you decide that you were just doing the mo? Because could well, you do the full beard? Well, you know when you're, you're not working like we clearly haven't been. I grew a bit of a beard, mm. and then I thought oh, I had to do something for Channel 7. Ah. So I, I thought I'll shave, and then I, I shaved it, and I looked at it, and I thought, no, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> and you thought it looked okay, I, did you? Well. I'd be listening to Jen, and I'd be going... <laughs> Because it's a cross between Freddie Mercury and... Oh. It's Ivan Solder. That's who I'm trying to look like. Oh, Ivan yeah, Solder. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I can it's see It's very that. Freddie Mercury. It's a strange nah, thing. And a little bit of someone it's else a bit of fun. mention. It's a bit of fun, guys. Uh, well, let's dive straight into it because there is so much bloody confusion. Now, I don't like the NRL. I'm not yeah. an NRL fan. And, you know, the NRL in every regard mm. aspect is inferior to the AFL, just in terms of numbers and whatnot. But one thing that they, they have done very well... Peter Volandis at the helm is said, this is the date we're coming back. We are going to get football yeah. up or footy NRL up by this date. And it looks – and at the time it was going to be a minor miracle. There is not a snowball's chance in hell they've had, are they going to be doing it. But, but they don't have to deal with Perth and also Adelaide, Western Australia, South less, Australia. They, they've also got – they do have an international side, so that yeah. does count. Like they do have an but issue. Australia but and New Zealand have got a bit of a, a common ground on letting people in and I, out. I think – they're only dealing. They've got clubs in Brisbane and Sydney, obviously the Warriors, who they've been able to get across here to Tamworth to quarantine. But as you just said, Brownie, a lot more variables, hum. When you're dealing with two different state governments that have got the borders completely shut down and the quarantine, Victorian clubs can't go over there without quarantining. So they've had a lot more to deal with the AFL. But one thing I am sick of, guys, is just the speculation. Yeah. I mean, it's changing from hour to hour, yep. let alone day to day, and just the amount of people trying to guess when it's going to start. They've got no idea. They're no, just guessing. no one has any idea. They're just guessing. I want you to guess. I want you to guess. Well, if you, well, so I'm going to speculate when I said I'm sick of all the yep. spec. If you look at it, if you look at it now and you work back from October 31, which they say is the grand final date, if you work back from there, you can start on the weekend of the 18th of June, Thursday the 18th of June. You could start on that Thursday night yep. and you would still have time for your 16 rounds that are left and your four rounds of finals. And then you'd also have one weekend left to play with if, if something Wouldn't happened. that be a big weekend? October oh. 31 being the grand final, mm. normally yep. set aside for Derby Day. So yep. not only have you got the AFL grand final, because there will be no, no fans there. There'll be no fans yep. at the races. But uh, AFL grand final day into Derby day oh, into yeah. that nine. That's There's a, a lot. But by, by then, I think you'd be able to go to the pub maybe a hundred mm. people. So that's yeah. a cracking night for everyone. That's a big yeah. dual screen night. That oh yeah. Just, yeah, just during that you got Derby day on the footy on. Oh, hey, 
Speaking you, of... You'll miss Derby Day, though, because you'll be doing AFL, and that's one yeah. of your big days. I mean, yeah. you like to get Ooh, suited up. You're the, a Bogues you, ambassador. Yeah. You, I've seen He's a photo a of you anymore. standing next to the tent, like with your sunglasses on, your head cocked, and I'm pretty sure that you wrote the words underneath it on point and sent a photo <laughs> to me. I did do that. Mate. How often do you get in the? Uh, do you get do in the? What's that? What's that section of the paper called? The birdcage. No, no, in the paper when they do the. Oh, the social. The, the confidential. It's confidential. Oh, are, of you, are you? Are you? I've been if in you there keep a few that times. Mow, you will. Oh no, but seriously, <laughs> well, they won't let you in. Is it, do you reckon they'll they'll make it into a bit of big extravaganza that way? The weekend? reason why you don't get into the paper when you go to the races is because you always go with sheet magnet pedophile. Oh, no, that's a good point. <laughs> if you went with Jen and actually took a photo with Jen apart from pedophile, you'd be right. Oh no, that's a good point. I will take Jen this year if we go. I don't think we'll be going. Are to we the going? Races. To, will we be going no. to the Spring Carnival? No, I would have thought there'll so. There'll be no crowds at any sporting event this year, I don't think, huh? That breaks your heart. Uh, Adelaide Footy Club just can't seem to keep themselves out of out of trouble, really. Like, has there been in Australia, including the A-League, including the NRL, any other sporting code in the country, a club that has had more indiscretions? And I use mm. the term indiscretions not in terms of behaviour, but mm. they just keep getting it wrong. Well, rugby league clubs' behaviour, there have been some pretty bad ones over the just, course, but just... Um, decisions made from the top yeah, in it's, it's terms management. of camp. Yeah. yeah, it's not the, the, the players aren't ill-behaved. The players aren't bad. I just think at the moment, um, do they have a, a lack in leadership at the I, top level over in Adelaide? It, it does seem extraordinary because for a couple of months now, we've had it rammed down our throat about social distancing. Yep not being able to train with more than one other person. You can go for a run, run with someone or do some exercise in a park. So I just don't know how they got that wrong. I, I really don't. And as far as quarantining goes, they, the, the guys that they had quarantining up in the Barossa, I don't really understand why they sent them up there because you meant to quarantine at home anyway. Yeah. So there were a few stuff-ups there. Look, they've paid a pretty small price. It could have been a lot harder, Brownie, the yeah. punishment, don't you think? They got Certainly away with it. Been, right? Ben Hart was probably a little bit of a, a scapegoat he was, for it because I don't think Ben Hart did a hell of a lot wrong, but it's been all downhill since the power stance. Ever since they did yeah. that power stance, um, three goals up, early stages of that grand final. Since that moment, Adelaide have gone Nothing backwards. Nothing right. Mm. Well, even before then because the camp was before that. Now, is it the same administration? No, they've had some changes. Have they had, some, had changes? some changes? And they're still getting it wrong. Hey, but it makes me think, speaking of footy camps... You guys would have done them. Did you ever have anything as catastrophically bad as what happened to the Crows? No, not not in that regard. I, my my favourite footy camp. I mean, footy camps are footy camps, and but I remember one camp. Uh, I was actually working in the media, but we went down to follow Hawthorne, who had a camp down at HMAS Cerberus down at uh, Point Leo, the, yeah. the naval base down there, and we went down with Channel Seven to do a few stories for the footy broadcast, and we took down this drone but it wasn't just your your run-of-the-mill drone this thing was you know the creme de la creme yeah, of yeah. drones right and it was going to go up and we're out in the um these navy speedboats big navy speedboats and we're going to do some maneuvers out on the water there on western port bay and we had one boat full of all the hawthorne guys they were out there sort of mucking around and and sort of doing all these donuts in the water in the speedboat we were in the other boat with all the technical gear and the drone and uh, the gentleman that brought the drone down, he was just about to launch the drone to go up into the air to get this great <laughs> footage of us uh, roaring around in these speedboats. <laughs> and the Hawthorne guys in the other boat come roaring over to us and just before they got to us did a sharp turn and about a tonne of water <laughs> come flying up off their boat into our boat, nearly sunk the whole boat. 
and the drone completely ruined. <laughs> $50,000 drone gone. <laughs> Jeez, it was funny. This flight could not have been flatter. <laughs> One of the worst memories I've ever had of a camp at any stage was the camp we did with the SOGs. Oh, that was So horrible. I was just at the end of Plough's tenure, and I think they were looking for the leading teams type atmosphere. It's down at Anglesey, wasn't it? We went it? down there. We started, um, we started at the Dandenongs in that's, Melbourne. That's um, right. And anyway, we went down to Anglesey. I reckon we ended up um, in the Grampians as well. That's so that was right. like a, like Gee, a tour where the hell all long over. was this camp? We went from a place month? to place yeah. in bus, and it was just... It was hell. You, you couldn't speak to anybody apart from their number on their bib. So we had netball bibs on. No so nicknames. I had to call him White 12, and he, I was oh, Yellow really? 7 or something like that. So if I said, hey, Richo, or anything like that, you're down, and you had to do 100 push-ups. It wasn't just your 20 push-ups. 100? It was 100 push-ups, and it, it was, was extraordinary. But anyway. So you just ended up not talking. Yeah. You, every time you open your mouth, you do 100 push-ups. <laughs> so the second night, with that tired, like, we would have covered 25 Ks by foot both days. And they'd given us these, not even tents, they, were, they were bivvies. So I don't know if They'll you know lean what, a, to. what a bivvy is. It's just a, a bit of tarp that goes yeah. over the top and you secure it to the tree with a bit of rope. So we used to call it a hoochie. No doors, the, no nothing. So we're sitting there going, if this rains, this is no good. We're going to get absolutely soaking wet. What I didn't expect, though, was probably would have been not long after you go to sleep. So mm. I reckon we went to bed about 11 o'clock. Mm. It was deep sleep. So yeah, you yeah, just yeah. got to sleep, deep sleep. I don't know if you've ever heard a shotgun go off. I've never been that close to a shotgun, but on this occasion, they've come up next to our bivvy, me and Matthew sleeping together, and put the shot, uh, shot the shotgun. Well, not together, but <laughs> yeah, we, we, we weren't in the same like, doona covers or anything. We're next to each other, but not shot the shotgun right next to our bivvy. Obviously, no walls, no, no. It was the loudest noise I've ever heard. I've shit. Well, actually, I it was an actual shot. Proper shotgun. Proper shotgun. I don't know whether it was blanks or not, but. Straight away, get up screaming at us, and you're still half uh, what's going on. You had to get up, and we had to do 100 push ups, and we're in the middle of just a big bull ant nest. So, I mean, oh. the camps, but then they, they went for us. But then they made us pack up the uh, lean twos that we had, packed them totally up in the pitch black, and then we walked for probably about 45 minutes to an hour, and we thought, where are we going next? When we got to where we were, go- we were going, you couldn't see anything, it was pitch black. Yeah. We're actually right back where we started in the same spot, and they said put the tents up again and go back. It was the worst night of my life. That was horrible. Oh, I tell you, local footy camps, uh, the stuff of the champions are like. It's like every footy footy club. You go there, you have a, you do about ninety minutes of drills at some little. Like we always go to Phillip Island, we just go to the local footy club, do ninety minutes of drills, and, and then, then get it's on just the just straight into the pits <laughs> and do all your good work. Hey, Brownie, you've got a mate, and he's running out of mates. Cane corns. He's in the he media. He's obviously he's in the media, but he just he's he's got a role to play, and he he, he must like doing it because he's doing it often, and he, he loves he, he's it. copping it. But he caught the attention of a or the daughter of a very famous footballer, Kate Jezelink, on the weekend because he came out and said the mark was just not that good. No, well, I think I think the point that I think we should make here, and I, I'm probably a bit more stronger on this than you because you did you agree with that or not? No, I did. I think it was a great mark. Yeah, because Cornsey said, and Cornsey is controversial, and yeah. he's doing a great job in the media because he's got something to yeah. say. He's opinionated, so you can't get into him for that. But I think my point on this is that that mark is iconic. Everyone Correct. knows about it, don't they? Jessalinko, you beauty. You know, it's a fantastic mark, and it's just a great yeah. iconic moment in our game. And I just reckon there's some things that you leave alone. Yeah. Iconic moments in the game. Yep. This, you don't piss on monuments. That's no, the old saying. It's a fabric of our game, yeah. that mark. 
So I reckon there's a few moments over the years that you just don't touch. Gabbo's run in the 1964 grand final where he had yep. four bounces, ran 50 metres as a ruckman. Now, if you look at it, uh, looking back on the footage now, the game gets better. You probably think, oh, the run's not that great. But you don't, you just leave it. Yeah. Because it's an iconic moment in the, the it game. It grows with it you. Grows. It grows. Yep. It, it, the legend grows. Blighty's torp at Princess yeah. Park. You just wouldn't bring that down. It was just an iconic moment. So people say that that wasn't as big as what people say. It's not Pe- 90 metres. People, people would, say it's people 60, would like 65. This. How far was it, actually? Well, probably it was about 65. But it's better if you say it was 90 metres, yeah, yeah. don't you? You just leave it alone. Um, Ablett's mark over Gary Pert. That, for f- me, is, is still... I know that there's the conjecture about was it a mark or not, but for me, that is the number it's one mark. It's a mark. It was paid. It was just... That is magnificent. Turning his body in the air like yeah. that and just taking it one hand up. You, you leave it alone. Then there's in years to come, everyone will be talking about Buddy's run on the members' wing, Carl Hooker chasing him. Harmsy punching the ball in. To Kenny Shelley, the slide. It was, it was probably out, but it's just a great moment. You just leave it alone. So there's those sort of moments in the game. I just reckon... Well, have you either of you two? goes on with South Australians, like obviously Kane Corns, and we spoke about the Adelaide Crows before. David Kosh has his say every now and again. There's something in the water over there. Well, that just makes you know what they are? They're the middle child. Different. The middle child. They've got middle child syndrome. It's a good way to put it, Hunter. And they are in the middle. Think about it. I Geographically, they are in the middle as well. I, I understand where they're coming from. They've just got a from. chip on their shoulder, Adelaide. They no, really do. They, and I, they hate their older brother, no, Victorians. No, Victorians are arrogant, though. I will. I'll, I'm on Corns' no, side. Don't put your Tassie hat on now. Mate. As oh, a Tasmanian, I get, as, I get sick of you Victorians. When was the last time you were in Tassie? You Victorians think you run but the country. You've spent more time in Victoria than Tasmania. Well, he's brought it up, so I'm going to skip ahead to the, the Twitter segment because it's extraordinary. <laughs> this guy's... It's not even a love for Tasmania. It's I was born in Tasmania, so when it suits me, yeah, it I'm is. going to it claim is when it. it's convenient. Tim Lane carried on the other day on, on no, Twitter. He didn't. And I don't follow, dude, but talking about how Victorians, you know, get all these games in their own venue, yep. and you've gone spot on, Tim, on Twitter. <laughs> You're turning in to Rocar at the moment. How many you, times you, you are tweet. turning into Rocar? And Roko. then I noticed I went back through some of your tweets, and there was a Tasmanian thing telling everybody to stay at home. So there was you. <laughs> there's my. Old, Babsy Boone, I saw Rocket. Rocket hasn't been to Tasmania in 40 years. And there was another bloke there I didn't even know who he was. Gee, you're a, you're a, you're no, a Tasmania lover when it suits yeah. you. I'm a proud Tasmanian. I'm oh, a very proud Tasmanian. How often do you get down back to Tasmania? As often as I can. As often as I can. <laughs> I... What you do, what Tassie is very good for, it's good for a cricket trip, and the reason it's good for a cricket trip is because there's a lot of pubs. Yeah. See, you like that segue? Yeah, anyway, that was, was a good just, segue. Was good. I'm, I tell you, I'm quite happy with my performance so far. I had Normally the quote, pump up the segues <laughs> when we go to a break. Actually, your beard looks good too. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Um, pubs. Now, in New South Wales, they are open. They're only Friday, open for, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. I was tempted to go for a pilgrimage up the Hume. And find a pub, but I'll, I'll leave it for the New South Wales guys. But I might do it next week. Only that's, ten people though. You want to get there people. early, wouldn't you? You'd well, that's, it'd be waiting. like you, it, I would if it happens in Victoria, and it's camp says out. The tent, I will camp out like I'm waiting for a fucking iPhone. That I, I swear to God, I'll set up a tent and I'll sit outside the Elgin. This is the same bloke that thinks every morning he gets up, <laughs> he has a bottle of scotch next to his bed, and he has it's a true. nip of scotch every morning. I, I have a I, nip of scotch every morning. No, you don't. Every single morning, just to warm I have a nip of scotch. Just gets what it does. It just it warms you up from the chest outwards, and you're just ready to take on the day. It's no different to having coffee. I have scotch. No, it is. It's the rest has Nicholas from leaving Las Vegas. It's a fair bit different. No, than but coffee. I, it got me thinking. What is what's the first what, what's your order at the pub? Well, say we're say we're a couple. We're six weeks thinking, away. Yeah? 
I do get me. So from me texting that idea <laughs> to you yesterday. Well, what are you going to order? I got mate? a mate who owns a pub in Footscray. I went down there. They're, they're doing well, takeaways. They're doing takeaways the other night, and I just thought, I thought of then, what would you have the first meal? Because he mm. says we're going to probably open up in about two or three weeks, but. I love a palmer, and I don't think palmer's something you cook at home. Like mm. you could have a steak, I've been doing them, you could have a horrible. pasta, but hard to do at home. Yeah, they're very exactly. hard. Very mm. hard to do at home. Yeah. So I'd be having a, I'd be having a, a seven ounce glass because they're nice and cold and they what get down. What size quick. is that? Little pony. And then also you can't get them anymore, the palmer yeah. with the chips. That's me. Yeah, yeah. I'd go something different. I like my hearty sort of English meals. And oh, uh, where I live in. In Northcote, there's a place called the Wesleyan, and they do those really traditional English meals. English fare. So I'm going in there to get some bangers and mash. I love bangers and mash with a heap of gravy and onion, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Some peas. But you, that is something you can do at home nah, pretty but easily. I, I can't do it like the traditional Gravy's English. Gravy's hard to do, do, mate. Good gravy, yeah, you're right, yeah. mate. Um, can't use Greybox. Greybox is okay. Though. I'm getting a pint. I'm getting a pint though, Nate. Yeah, yeah no, it's pony. Because Brownie's not a beer drinker. Because I'll though. be drinking that pint as quick as you drink that pony. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, what about see, you? I, huh? I'm going to go because I've been making. I love pubs. Right. Well, I'm, a, I'm a bit like I'm always in them, yeah. and so I've struggled with them, and I've been trying to make. Um, the Dale and I, on home. Saturday nights, we're making pub meals. We've done butter fried, uh, buttermilk fried chicken. We've done parmas. Yeah. We've done steak. We've done steak yeah. sandwiches. Tried it all. The palmer is my favourite meal. If I'm on death row tomorrow, I'm having buffalo wings as my entree and a beautiful big palmer as, as my main. I would go the palmer because I've been trying everything. Yeah, we've shallow fried them, we've deep fried them, we haven't yeah. fried them at all. We've tried different tri- crumbs. You can't you get can't them right. Do what a pub can do with mm. a big palmer. So a nice big palmer, mm. and then I'll just an entree of wedges with yeah. sour cream and sweet chili sauce. Ooh, yeah, couple of pints with the entree, a couple of pints with dinner. Maybe like we overcomplicate it. it. Maybe it's just a bit of chicken with a crumb on it, a slice of coon no, cheese they and, have to be and real, a bit of passata. No, mozzarella is the no, key. I, mozzarella I, is the key. I think and a bit of spice in the uh, The in crumbs the are hard to get right at home, yeah. the mm. breadcrumbs, though. Because unless you're going to make your own breadcrumbs, mm. you, we're bound by the shitty crumbs you get in the uh, – which are just essentially crunched up cornflakes. <laughs> so we are bound. Um, a topic we raised earlier, and this sort of links to, to a, a man that loves a pub. Isolation is a hub. If, if, if the AFL hub, Do you, mm. is it? A, would you, as a single man or a family man, is it? Are there any winners in it? There's none. I don't think. No, no, you do what's good for the game. But obviously, some older guys would be keen to get away. But like, you know, what? after a week, it'd lose its appeal. Like, yes, it's nice to get away and just have a bit of your own time. But gee, you miss your kids after yeah, that. I, it's good. It's set up for the young guys. The young guys who don't have any baggage. Mm. Don't have, not baggage. I mean, like, um, you know. Kids or houses or mortgages less or anything com- like that. Less Have commitment. you just called your less wife for kids mortgage <laughs> no, baggage, Brownie? No, I did not. I don't think there's any winners in hubs because I think you're sort of insinuating a single man goes to a hub, he's having a good time. This he's not ha- firing up Tinder. and You're not You're not having a good time because no. you're in quarantine, basically. You're still in isolation. Yeah, yeah, you're in isolation. You're training, you're playing, and you're away from home. So there's no winners in hubs. If this happened when you guys were playing, would you be well, in you, it straight away? Yeah, you'd do it because want you want to get the game going. Would you have a reservation? Would you be outspoken like some players? No, I, the players were misunderstood there. They were talking about if they had to do it for 26 weeks, mm. which would have been a big You'd ask. you want to get a good roommate, yeah. that's for Ooh, sure. Yeah. What, would you have to roommate or would you have your own room? Well, I think they get, find a place big enough to accommodate I everyone. Think they, when you, you travel as a footballer, do you get your own room in hotels? You do now. You didn't years no, ago. I used to room with Jose Ramiro at the Bulldogs and I'd find him 3am in the morning 
He'd be doing stretches. He'd be running up and down, like around the bed, yeah, <laughs> three in the morning, like That's real strange. strange, like just getting. I, I'd say, "Hose, what are you doing?" He goes, "Just, just getting ready, mate. I'll be back in bed soon. Sorry if I'm keeping you up." Like really polite about it, but just strange Pretty things. And then like profession- in pitch black, professional though. Yeah. Hey, before we throw to the much-awaited um, one of our great, the great segments ever created on this podcast. In isolation, is there is there anything that you've you've adopted, you've started doing mm. that you're going to keep in real world? Well, I'd like to. I mean, a three o'clock drink on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Well, I've it? enjoyed that. Have you been well, on that? Have you been drinking a lot more? Yeah, yeah, a I lot of wine. It. I'm not a big beer drinker, but mm. pretty much a bottle of wine every night with my. Well, like Hugo's wine. Oh, speaking of Hugo's, they got onto us just before this. We yeah. went into lockdown. We and got they them were keen back. to get involved. So, Hugo Wines, if you are listening, I'd say the would, other thing uh, I've loved some of the Grenache. The other thing in ISO I've loved is I do. I'm just walking everywhere. Yeah, I'm not yeah in, you're walking home from the studio today. Because you're not in as big a rush. You haven't got as many things on. I've walked every street in the northern suburbs of Melbourne, I reckon. I've loved it. <laughs> cooking is one that I've, I've really yeah, enjoyed, getting into my yeah. cooking and the time. Like, it's like, when you get home from frugal, work, can't you? you can. And you, you, can, you can enjoy and take time mm. and you have a, a glass of wine. You, start you get cooking. home from work normally. And you know, you're rushed. If you're, you're rushed. You're, yeah. you're, you're just having some shitty bolognese. You're having it. You're just whacking some. Well, cheese you start on the cooking at three o'clock, yeah. don't you? If I want to order pasta out for a family, we've got four kids, right? So, um, and our au pair. So there's seven people. So I'm cooking seven pastas, yeah. which might at home. Who's to cook for the au pair? Cost me. Why are you there when you're there? Cost me ten to fifteen dollars to make mm-hmm. a parma uh, to make a bolognese. But if I go out and buy seven bolognese, you're looking yeah. at 130, yeah, 140 bucks. Heaps cheap. I can't believe you've got an au pair that stays there when you're in the house. They've got four kids, Hummer. That's what they do. They look after the kids. I thought, isn't an iPad just a nanny? Oh, God. <laughs> he's, uh, he's got no idea, has Yeah, he? he's an imbecile. Oh, this we've been looking forward to. It. Those that have just been sitting at home, sitting in isolation, have been the long awaited return of... And it's doing my... Getting it's my life getting that stinger created. It's a good stinger. It, it is a good stinger. It's Thanks. our only stinger. Thanks we, for that, huh? Remember at the start of the year we'd promised we'd have a stinger for every segment. <laughs> well, of course, a lot of cost cuts are Yeah, we have had some cost cuts here at Sports yeah. so we've only got the one. But, Richo, I'm tipping mm. there'll be a few that you can choose from, but what, yeah. what's, your, what's your big dog? Well, they're normally little things that you know, get on my goat, I'll say, uh, hum. And as I just said before, guys, I've been walking a lot in isolation, walking the streets. I live right near a big park. Uh, in Northcote, the All Nations Park. I like to get out there and walk around with my daughter and walk the streets with her in the pram just to get some fresh air. I've been walking two hours a day, and one oh, thing that's really... Kerry Saxby, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Kerry <laughs> <laughs> Saxby. Um, so I've been walking like Kerry Saxby around Northcote, and one thing that's really starting to annoy me are the amount of idiots, right, that <laughs> like to steal shopping trolleys from the Coles up in Northcote there at Northcote Plaza. Yeah. And the amount of places you can find a shopping trolley is staggering if you're actually looking for them. And I'm looking for them now. Oh, so yeah. in the last few weeks... <laughs> He's I've, on the hunt yeah. for shopping trolleys. Are you trolleys. returning them? I just don't understand why idiots take the shopping trolleys... I found one the other day in uh, Darabin Creek. It would have been five kilometres from the nearest Coles. 
Who the hell would bother wheeling a bloody shopping well, cart? Well, if that's your could alternative have, is carrying it. Could have flowed downstream. No, it didn't, Nathan. Some idiot's taken it there it's and dumped it in creek. there. It's not right? like a Nile. You're not going to believe this. I, I saw one, and I don't know how they got it up there, but this thing was about 15 metres up the top of a tree. A coal shopping trolley. Sounds like a three-man job, right? that one. That's, exactly. Who's got the t- idiots? Well, I thought they stopped, they stamped it, this type of behaviour no, out by putting didn't. the GPSs on them. No, it's not. It's a Campbell Safeway. You take it too far, the wheels lock. We're in Northgate. That's a bit of market. Campbell. We're in Northgate, mate. <laughs> um, before they There's still yeah. random shootings over there. <laughs> before they shut down the playgrounds, I took my daughter there just when we first shut down, and there's one at the top of the slide, right? <laughs> so I had to go up there and get rid of it for my daughter to come down the slide. These, are you taking back to Coles and you find them? No, you put I, her I, in. I, I, let me finish, all right? Just okay. let me finish, huh? And then the other day, this annoyed. I come out the front of my house. I open the gate, and there's one sitting on the footpath directly in front of my house. Who the oh. hell bothers taking shopping trolleys, right? So guess what? I put my daughter in that one and I wheeled her back up to Coles at Northcote Plaza and I went to put it back in, right? Back into where they slide yep. into each other. The little chain yeah, is slotted in. you got the dollar. Right? See, there's two size trolleys though. So I go back to slide it in to get the dollar back. I was going to yeah. make a profit, Nate, and get the dollar <laughs> I went to slide it in, but some peanut had jammed a bigger trolley in, so then the next one that come in wouldn't reach and oh. I couldn't get the dollar back. So that's what's doing my head in. Geez, I would love to have seen that. When you're trying to put it in, you would have been getting upset. Took- Zoe would have been going, Dad, don't get angry. I had to go for about half an because, hour. I t- the reason why in Northcote, why it's going to be for more problems, mm. is because there's a lot more public transport users mm. in Northcote. Right. And so they go to Coles and they go and buy their... Um, vegetarian meals and all that, that garbage. This is a very large stereotype. Well, I, I don't think it is. Well, it's, it is just that is the so type. So you've never That's noticed shopping trolleys just in not as many, I can't understand why they would be there more in Northcote because they don't have cars in Northcote. I want to ask they, you they, a question about... Transport. They're not going to carry their tofu home. ask you a question about trolley etiquette. and wheel it. Matt, yeah. um, obviously... The bin system has changed in, has it, in, our, in our area. Yep. So you've got a smaller rubbish bin now, mm. your big yellow one for the recycling. And yep. I find that I could fill with the au pair Hummer, who's a, a nanny, as you said, with four kids and a wife. We get seven people. So we yep. go through a lot of rubbish, obviously. Yep. So my question to you is, yep. is it okay once it's dark yep. so people can't yep. see, you go around the neighbourhood, you look in people's bins and then you put your Absolutely. rubbish in as their long, bin? I find that okay. As long as they've got room and... Exactly. Yeah, that's fine. It's for the greater good. That now, is, the yep. other day, we've got... We've got a little bit of a court system in Williamstown. So the, the, the truck comes up, goes around the court. It's about 15 minutes before it comes back the other side, right? right. So I've got the, the rubbish bin out there the other day. They come past, they empty it out. Yeah. Truck goes past, other side of the road hasn't been done yet. So yeah. I bolt out there, yep. get it over the other side of the road. And the old dude from the other side of the road come out of his house and goes, What are you doing there? Oh, but he I didn't said, like just, your bin out the front. No. Oh, I said, really? I'm just putting my bin out because we've got a lot of rubbish, mate, and uh, the, the, the truck yeah. hasn't come back. He goes, I don't want that out the front of my house. No, that's all right. Nothing Why wrong is that with all right? It. You're allowed to put it out the front of his house. Exactly. I'm, I'm great. No, so, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I oh, know because sometimes they won't, because people steal bins, right? So if, if, a, if you have two bins, sometimes the council will see that and they'll keep the bin. No, they don't have two bins. The first one empty. Then I quickly rushed out there and filled it up with other yeah. stuff. But he I had must... Stanley knife. I was getting it all done, nice no, and neat. Yeah, so over the other side was, of the was road. That, was he going to have two? Montgomery was he going to have there. two bins out the front of his yes, house? Yes, he was. See, that might be the issue because sometimes I only do one. What if they don't? If they do yours and not his? No, that's just stupid. Yeah, that's Nonsense. Just, that's no, just selfish. How's this? Our bin system in in Burundara. <laughs> 
they're getting rid of the the main bin. You know, the main bin where you put yeah. all your shit in. Mm. That only gets collected every fortnight now. That's already happening now. They, they collect right. the green bin every week where you meant to put your food scraps. I've got this mm. pissy little food caddy. Well, start getting more efficient. Yeah, it's a joke. Do you know what's annoyed me? And I hate to steal the thunder of Sam Newman, who we had a great day out with yesterday. The fact that we weren't allowed to play golf during this pandemic has been yeah. the biggest disgrace, the biggest blight that this country has ever seen. Oh, Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You've all heard it here before, but it was just driving me insane. Because I go to Campbell's, I go to the, the supermarket, and I'm, I'm rubbing, I'm rubbing shoulders with. I get with what you're saying. Three hundred other people. Yeah. And now I went and had a hit just before work today. I've lost my swing. <laughs> I spent six months building that golf swing up. And now it's gone. Well, you just have to play more now. Mm. Dar will love that. Now, Richo, you'll notice, of course, that the viewers will notice that Brownie is not here. Where is he? Well, we've been watching a lot of racing because we right. haven't had sport on, so a lot mm. of our punters and our listeners have been glued to the Saturday racing. It's the but only thing that's kept us it going. It is, and it's the only thing that's kept the lights on here mm. in Sportsbed, thankfully. But there's been a man called Julian Valance yeah. at, our, at our company. Jules. You know him, Jules yeah. Valance. And Brownie has been trying to get him on the show. Yeah. For as long as you and I have been working go. together. So, but finally, we have got Brownie, Jules Valance, giving us a tip for the races on Saturday. Yes, thanks very much, Hummer. I've got Julian Valance here, and Jules, uh, yeah, Hummer is still part of the. Uh... <laughs> The podcast, which is unfortunate for us. But let's have a look at the racing this weekend. You are the best in the business. We've got the Group 1 Goodwood. How do you see it shaping up? I like Hummer, so don't uh, be too mean towards him. Um, tough race, Brownie, no doubting that. But I think I'm with Behemoth. Ran second in this race last year Big as a price. three-year-old with 53 kilos. Goes up to 54.5, but that's still the base weight for four-year-olds plus. I think Behemoth is going to run a really big race for you at around $13, $14. You can play each way. So that's the Group 1. Every Wednesday night when we get to about 6 o'clock, I always hit you up for your best bet of the weekend to try and get an early rise out of something. What is your best of the weekend? Yeah, I have changed my number a few times, but you still seem to find a way. Race 3, I'm pretty keen on November Dreaming at Flemington. It was disappointing in Adelaide, but gets Craig Williams back on. I reckon this horse will be well-found in the market and can win for you November Dreaming. Ah, thanks very much for joining us on the AFL Podcast. Back to you, Hum. Hey. There you go, Hum. How about old Julesy? Jeez, as, as Richie Benno would say, he's as brown as a berry, isn't he, Jules? <laughs> just, now, does Brownie love Jules, by the way? It's absolutely Got remarkable. Got a bit of man love there. <laughs> he's got an issue with you. Has he? Yeah. Remember... Not that long ago, there was a girl who worked here at Sportsbet, and she came up to you, and oh. I introduced her as uh, she was your all-time favourite hero. Like, yeah. absolutely loved it. Young Flick, her name was. Yeah. Um, former boyfriend and girlfriend of Julian Valance, but that day you went to shake her hand and knocked a hot cup of boiling coffee I did. all over her hand, and she's never forgotten. Her hand's still red today. I- I was very embarrassed by that. Yeah, he's a good man, Jules. He's he the is. best in the business. He goes at an alarmingly good rate when it comes to racing, nope. so I follow him in every week. Yeah, there's no one that hasn't heard that from Brownie before. He's just absolutely in love with him. But before we wrap up our first episode of the of Season 2.0, yeah. because we are back, we've got a little game that we introduced, I think, the start of last year to incredible fanfare. Yeah, what is it? The stat game. Oh, it's back. It is back, the stat game. <laughs> Now, and this year I'm going to, I promise to administer it a bit more accurately. Um, So, and there's a theme. Now, of course, we're talking about the the Crows earlier. Well, I want to talk about the 1997 Adelaide Crows. Oh, good. So the idea is I'll say a player and a stat. You guys need to have a guess. Whoever's closest gets the point. Best of three. Uh, We'll alternate. All right. So the first one is the 1997 season for Darren Jarman. How many kicks did he have? Who's first? Uh, Brownie. All right. There you go. Uh, 
I'll say 331. The correct answer is 381 kicks. Richo goes yes. whooshka. Richo, Played on ball a bit that year. Yeah, he did. Uh, Tony Modra, now horrible story. Tony Modra, mm. of course, did his uh, ACL in the prelim, I think. Didn't get to play in that, that grand final. You? Was that against you guys? Yep. Yeah. Did his ACL early in the uh, early in the piece, that prelim. Got dropped then in the 98 grand He got, he got not dropped in the 98 grand final. Never could recapture that form. Went off the WA. The rest is history. Tony Modra in the 1997, before he did his knee against... Uh, Brownie's mob. How many marks did he have in the season? Richard, to go first. How many marks? 106. Uh, I am going to go 155. 155 marks is a fair bit off the mark. Richo, with he had 93 marks. Hey, it's not having 155 You probably could have told us how many games he played. No, but that's, no it's uh, not part of it. That's part of your knowledge, whether yeah, you followed the game. that's not part of it. You, should have, you were playing. You should have known. Cheat. Um, Simon, Goodwin, <laughs> Simon Goodwin played in the 1997. I'm not going to tell you how many games. You should have known. You played against him. You played that season. You both played yeah. that season. Simon Goodwin, how many tackles did he have in the t- 1997 Crow season? Uh, Richo to go first. I'll say 70. I'm going to go 71. Oh, that's... Oh, you are a dog. That but is... it has not worked because it was 25 tackles. Is that all? Yep. 20... 25 tackles for it... Goody? <laughs> they would have played 25 <laughs> games. <laughs> He's going less than you. That is terrible. 25 you know, tackles Goody in obviously uh, was a very offensive midfielder right. that year. Hey, yeah. so it's a whitewash to Richard. Yes, well done, Matt. I've got so one, more, one more question okay. because this is a player you both played with, I think. Kane Johnson, yeah, you, got, you both play with him. Sure. How many games did he have in total? I'll tell you something just oh. before. You know his favourite food back when he played Kane Johnson, Red Rooster. Loved it. I uh, I couldn't agree more. The uh, South East, uh, they call it the South East and Suburbs yeah. Red Rooster now. So what, what's the question on <laughs> How many games? Did he piss on the police station and it's a good He did one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think he was captain. So yeah. um, what was that question? Kane Johnson, how many games did he play in that total? Year. No, in, in his life. Career. 220. I'm going to go 228. It is actually scary how good Matthew Richardson is at this game. 220 on the dot. You know why? <laughs> In you. Now, well, Kane was a Richmond supporter as a kid, and I just I followed him very closely. So, actually, you know, every single game. <laughs> Well, I knew it. 220. Yeah. That is an absolute five zip whitewash, Brown. You need to do your work. I, I'll tell you why I knew that. I better. We did you a. You see my paper. I work for Richmond Footy Club still, and we actually. They did a team of the 21st century recently, and I was just reading up on it the other day, so I knew how to do it. Did all three? Did played. you make it? Both of you made it? Yeah, we all did. Hey, that's going to do us for our first episode of season 2.0. But a big, just before we go, I need to remind you, you remember at the start of last season or the start of this season, we were going after when one. Brian Lake was on it. No, the start of this year. Okay, no worries. We were going after one particular sponsor. Taylor Made. Taylor Made. Now, if you know anyone at Taylor Made, I've seen what Taylor Made are doing to ex footballers at the moment because everyone's back playing golf. I see all of them with their Taylor Made gear. They're giving it out like candy. You two are the two of the biggest 
ex-stars of the game. If you know anyone at TaylorMade, we want you to sponsor it. It is the cheapest sponsorship in town. All we need is a couple of wedges, maybe a sim a driver, driver. A driver. A couple of drivers and maybe a bag and some hats. It is very, Several. very cheap. But you'll be going to millions and millions of our loyal listeners every single week. So get in touch with us, TaylorMade. I've messaged you twice on Instagram. Both times you've left me on red. I'm desperate. Thank you very much. Like, comment, subscribe, but always gamble responsibly. <laughs>